Hi everyone, this is Aaron, and you are listening to Walnut Notes, the official podcast for the members and friends of FCBC Walnut. Today, we're going to check in with our 11th grade Sunday school teachers, Felicia, John, and Joyce. And we did an online Q&A session for our Sunday school students during this time of COVID-19. Here are their questions. Felicia, how can I evangelize or witness during this time of mandatory social distancing? John, why do we become disappointed? And Joyce, how do I handle rejection from college? Thanks for listening. Felicia, how are you? Are you doing okay? Hi. Yeah, I'm doing good. <laughs> you're, you're at home? Is this your bedroom? Yes, as you can see, um, it's pink, if you can't tell. And the wallpaper is for a little girl's like room, so haven't changed that this, in a while. You've been in this room for your entire life? You never moved? No, so when we moved into this house, I was in about like, I think, sixth or seventh grade, and mm -hmm. this wallpaper was already here. And we just never bothered changing it, and it never really bothered me. Nice. But it's not, you know, my style, <laughs> I think. It is now. Is that a macrame on the wall? Um. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I made that with, I think, Julie and Katie at church one time. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, Felicia, <laughs> thanks for doing this call. I have a question for you. Uh, this is your question. How can I evangelize slash witness during this time of mandatory social distancing? Yeah, so um, a few things, I guess a few practical ways that um, I would suggest are through social media and intentional conversations. I think having to be... <clears throat> Um, physically distanced from everyone, um, we're turning to social media and to technology to connect with others and to converse with others. Um, and so I think what we post on social media, um, whether it's like Instagram posts or stories um, or the messages we send to people, I think can make a huge impact during this time. And one passage I want us to, I guess, look over is Colossians 2, verse 4 to 6. And it reads, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us the door for the, for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to how you ought to answer each person. Um, and so I guess my encouragement um, from that is to have our conversations and what we post on social media um, to be seasoned with salt and to be filled with um, the hope of Christ and um, things that are encouraging, because I think during this time, um, our a common human response is just to be frustrated and complain and to make you know, sarcastic remarks here and there. But I think when um, people see 
um, the hope that you have um, in Christ and that um, our lives are anchored in him, um, that will strike to them as something different. And it'll bring up the question of, you know, even during this difficult time of like social distancing and COVID-19, how does this person have so much joy and hope? Um, and I actually listened to a, po- a video or podcast um, by the Gospel Coalition with Johnny Erickson this week. Um, and one of the questions that was brought up um, was, does Jesus make any difference at all when the worst thing you can ever imagine happens to you? And if you do have time, I highly recommend that you watch that. Um, because it does bring into perspective, you know, even during this difficult time, um, what we can be doing um, as believers and how we can be encouraging other people through different mediums. Um, And I also encourage um, you to have compassion on others um, in the conversations that you have, um, and even in the things that you post too. Um, And I'm referencing back to Mark 9, um, where when Jesus um, was with the father of a child who was really distressed and Jesus, although he knew everything that was going on, he took the time to ask the father what was going on and to um, show compassion on him. And so I think listening to others and having compassion on them during this time is another way that you we can um, be ministering to people and showing Christ's love to them. Um, and another way I think um, is um, through our home life. Um, most or all of us are stuck at home. And so the people that we live with are people that we can be evangelizing to and ministering to as well. Um, and so um, I would turn to Philippians 2 verse 1 to 11, and it reads, So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Um, And so I think the encouragement from here is that even the people that we live with, whether they are believers or unbelievers, and I think especially if they are unbelievers, um, whether they're siblings or parents, or if you're living with extended extended family or friends, um, I think one way is just having a sacrificial attitude through your words and actions. Um, So whether that's serving them, 
um, or sacrificing your time to do things for them or to spend time with them, um, to even just um, telling them about God and um, sharing about this hope that you have in Christ um, and all of that. Um, hopefully it points back to God and gives glory to God because I think that is, you know, our end goal. Um, and so, yeah, my main point is just that through these practical ways, um, we can share the hope and joy we have in Christ through what God has gifted us with um, during this time. So, you know, technology, time with other people, um, and like being in close proximity with a lot of people that you live with. Um, so yeah, that's my answer to that question. That's really good. Thanks, Felicia. And thank you for using technology and your time to come on this call and uh, educate us, teach us all of those things. John, John, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> John, how are you? Is this is your room? Is this your this is your bedroom? Yeah, this is uh my bed's right next to me. My workout machine is right behind me. What kind of my computer's <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> what kind of what kind of workout machine is that? Uh, I know, I've, I've I've seen it before in person, but I don't know what what it is exactly. It's a it's a pull-up bar with like the dips, dip handles, uh the yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's it's like a glorified pull-up bar do, do you always hang your clothes on uh, on the uh on the equipment uh just on the part that i don't use so like i'll use the dips but i have a sweatshirt hanging from it right now <laughs> or if i have more clothes on it then i just throw it on the floor and then i'll work out nice john i have a question for you your question is how can i handle disappointment when prom and graduation are canceled. Oh, uh, I didn't really tailor my response to prom nor graduation. I, I, I more tailored my question just in general um, to life's disappointments. Um, and I think, you know, when we think of the idea of what a disappointment is, it's really when someone puts their hope and someone or something, and it just doesn't pan out as we thought. Um, and if, you know, if since I'm taking deployment, disappointments in that sense, um, that could be, you know, prom, that could be uh, graduation or, or um, walking, the walking ceremony or whatever. Um, but the reason why I didn't want to focus just on that is because, uh, I think there's so many other more important or major disappointments that everyone will face in life. Like I think for high school kids, they're, you know, putting their hope in, in their schooling. Um, and it's, you know, five years down the line. Yeah. They might still be in school, um, but they might not be in the school that they want. They might hope for a certain major, but they're not going to be, they might not have that certain major, um, five years down the line. Now you look 10 years down the line, you know, wh where do you think the students are going to be? The students might say, oh, I might have a family, I might have a wife, or I might be happily single, uh, like John Ng, um, or whatever, you know, like, whatever we plan, whatever we hope for, uh, it could be good things, but when it doesn't pan out, 
it turns into disappointment. And the more that you invest in that thing or in that person, the greater the disappointment. Um, and so for me, when, when I decided to figure out, you know, how I wanted to address this, um, the first thing I wanted to address was what is our hope? Um, and the imagery that I decided to spout out to you guys is Revelation 22, uh, one through five, and I'll just read it real quick. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. Also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Verse 3, no longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his face will or his, his name will be on their foreheads. Um, so I'll just stop there at verse four. The reason why I bring that up is because that is the ultimate hope uh, where believers um, are finally in fellowship with God and of the lamb. Um, that is why we are saved. That is where our hope or our greatest hope should lie. Um, and to, forget that in times like these i think uh is it's not a the greatest travesty in the world but it's i think remembering our salvation and our god and our king um and what he will where he will have us in eternity um will help us to remember what is important in these times, especially in these times. Um, and so if that is our greatest hope, uh, you know, we should be working towards that. And really all of the other hopes that we have in life should be working towards that goal, which is our fellowship with Christ and our King um, and God. Uh, and I think when you, the more that we internalize that all other hopes kind of pale in comparison, um, but it, I'm not trying to diminish any of the hopes that people might have, which are good. Um, but I think it's just the more we long for the fellowship and the being with God, um, I think it will help us to prioritize uh, what we put our hope in. Um, and so in terms of like disappointments, how do you handle that? I think the more that you invest your life in eternal things, the temporary things that we have now, yeah, we might be disappointed, but I think we'll still have joy because we understand that um, God has already secured our salvation and that will be our ultimate dwelling place with God in Christ. Uh, the last thing, and it's already five minutes, the last thing that I want to share is um, Ephesians 2 verse... Uh, 10. Um, and so whenever we're disappointed, uh, I just, I always think of this, which is for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. And basically the reason why I always think about that is because God is constantly redeeming us 
whether it is through disappointment or whether it's through the joys that we have in life. And all the disappointments that we have in life are gearing us to be who God wants us to be, which ultimately leads to eternal fellowship with Jesus Christ. Um, so keep a long-term mindset, an eternal mindset, um, even despite some of our greatest disappointments, because ultimately this world fades, but what is forever is the fellowship with God and of the Lamb. That's all. Nice, John. Thanks for doing that. Um, John. <laughs> oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I want to ask you um, if you went to prom or graduation. I did graduate, obviously. <laughs> um, I did not go to prom, and I didn't really care for my graduation. One, because I think high school wasn't a really big thing for me. Mm -hmm. um, it was probably like my bitterest, bitterest years. Mm -hmm. um, yet at the same time, when I was a senior, the only thing that I actually, uh, the only goal that I had was to be in the Marine Corps. Right. Um, because I did sign up uh, in my junior year, I think. Mm. Um, so I... I was basically running every day. I could care less about anything else because I didn't want to die in boot camp, mm -hmm. um, or I didn't want to be struggling as much. So that's basically where my mindset was. Yeah. Well, John, thank you for pointing us to heaven, really, and uh, with revelation and our ultimate hope in Christ. Joyce, are you there? Yes. Hello. All right, Joyce. Uh, Joyce, why don't you tell me about those pictures? behind you those lion those um, lion lion drawings yeah. i have a drawing of um a lion family right here and i drew that when i was in eighth grade in my art class and then i have kind of like a poster of the ten commandments on my wall i got it from like an event and then i was like oh i should probably put that up in my that's room so somewhere. hardcore that's so no hard. <laughs> putting the ten commandments no, no. Up it's just right there in room um and then i have a couple of photos back there okay very nice yeah joyce here's a question for you how do i handle rejection <clears throat> from college i guess a lot of our students are getting rejected from college right now they could be, um, but I, I definitely know they're finding out about their applications and where they're going to be for the next four years. Um, so John, like, pretty much touched on what I was going to talk about because I was going to talk about disappointment. Um, but I guess I can offer a little bit of a different perspective. John's laughing right now. Um, so I was trying to remember what it felt like to get rejected from some of the colleges that I wanted to go to. And I feel like when you get rejected, there are a lot of different thoughts that can go through your head. Um, but I just wanted to focus on one of the most common things that probably everyone experiences when they get rejected from colleges, which is um, just disappointment that your realities are not meeting your expectations. And then also uncertainty about your future because it might not look the way you thought it was gonna look. Um, so I just wanted to encourage the seniors to find their hope in trusting God. 
Um, I know that when I got my college rejection letters and I got waitlisted, I was pretty disappointed. But now looking back, I can start to see some of the ways in which God has really blessed me and provided for me in unexpected ways. Um, so for example, I got baptized after hearing a sermon at Grace Community Church during my sophomore year at um, USC. And even though I grew up in a Christian household, it wasn't until that day that I finally realized that I needed to be baptized. So if I had gotten into the schools that I wanted to go to when I was in high school, I probably would never have ended up going to that specific church on that specific day to hear exactly what I needed to hear. Um, but God knew exactly what I needed to hear at exactly the right time and place in order to save me and to grow me um, in my faith. So this is just one example of um, many of the things that wouldn't have happened in my life had he not decided to close the door on some of the opportunities that I wanted when I was in high school. Um, I'm reading a book right now. It's called Trusting God. Actually, I have it right here. Um, Trusting God. I'm reading that with my small group right now, and I really love that book. Um, I feel like it's so applicable in many different circumstances, and I think um, it's really encouraging because one of the concepts that stood out to me from that book is it talks about how God is both perfectly good and perfectly in control. Um, and it talks about how if God was not like all powerful and not in control of everything that happens, we wouldn't be able to trust him because it would make sense to be worried about our futures. And it would be up to us to make sure that everything's going to be okay and nothing bad would happen to us. Um, but Psalm 115.3, but yeah, 115.3 says, our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him. And Colossians 1, 16 to 17 says, All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So scripture tells us that God is completely in control and is sustaining and holding all things together. And then on the other hand, if God was completely in control all the time, but he was only good some of the time, then we could not trust him because we wouldn't be confident that he's working in our favor. But Romans 8.28 says, um, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So these verses tell us that God is not only completely able to do anything that he wants to do, but he also orchestrates everything in the lives of those who love him to work together for good. And it doesn't say that God will give us what we want necessarily because what we want isn't always what's best for us, but it does tell us that God is working all things for good. Um, so our failures and our disappointments in this life are still somehow all under his control and part of all um, his sovereign plan for good. Um, so not getting into college is disappointing for sure, um, but we can still choose to trust God in any circumstance in life because of these truths, because God tells us that he is worthy of being trusted. Um, and God may have decided to close the door on an opportunity that you wanted, but we can trust that whatever God has decided to give us or not give us is ultimately still part of his overall plan. Um, 
And God is a God who never makes mistakes and who knows what he's doing and who loves us even more than we can understand. So um, yeah, I just wanted to encourage the seniors to find hope and choose to trust God. Um, whatever happens, wherever you end up, all of it is still um, part of his sovereign plan. Thanks, Joyce, John, and Felicia. And thank you, everyone, for listening to our podcasts here at FCBC Walnut. Don't forget that you can get all of the episodes of Walnut Notes delivered via YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. Just search for FCBC Walnut. For more information about our church, visit our website at fcbcwalnut.org. While we are meeting online due to COVID-19, there are still many opportunities to learn, grow, and serve at FCBC Walnut. So let us know how we can help you to get plugged in. I also want to encourage you to subscribe to Walnut Weekly, our social media email newsletter. We deliver fresh resources for free and provide peeks behind the scenes from the social media ministry of FCBC Walnut. Let our social media ministry serve you. Find the link in the show notes, but you can also find the link under the resources menu on our website at fcbcwalnut.org. Thanks. See you soon.